0: All right guys we have a week two recap we're going to get into we're going to go over the top five fantasy players of week two boy it was a crazy week two but to start us off badge daniel jones at number one with 32 fantasy points what did you take from this game what did you take from daniel jones as a whole man
1: i mean after being shut out 40 to zero i mean i, I... I took a lot from it uh, after bouncing back and then doing that. I mean, there's a lot of fight in this guy. I mean, Danny dimes, we talked about him a few times. I mean, kudos to him, man. I mean, coming back after getting shut out against a rival. I like it. He
0: dude balled out. So. All right, Benny. Uh, any thoughts on Daniel Jones? I know a couple of Debra episodes where we went over Daniel Jones with him. He thought he's going to be this top 10 guy. It looks like this might be his breakout game. Any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah. The giants, I mean, six quarters of scoreless football, they looked horrible the first half of that game. And he just exploded in the second half. I mean, he made good passes. Um, Hyatt looks fast. Um, Yeah, I I was very surprised, especially they lost Barkley, too, at the end. And it didn't really slow him down, man. Uh, He took him down the field, scored the game-winning touchdown, play got called back, and they went right back to it. And, yeah, I was very impressed with what they put out in the second half of that game. So kudos,
0: well-deserved. So 321 yards through the air, two TDs. Nine rushes for 59 and a rushing TD from Daniel Jones. Um, I will say, guys, we were kind of wrong about the Cardinals. I will say that. They are fighting yeah. week to week right now. Yeah. And I will give them their flowers. We thought they were just going to lie down, and that's not the case whatsoever. Um, but what does I do like about the Giants and Daniel Jones is their defense ain't going to show up week to week. Daniel Jones's fantasy point value is definitely going to skyrocket. I think he's in the same going to be in the same tier as Kirk Cousins. Where that defense doesn't perform, they're going to have to play catch up. I man, that equals fantasy points. But moving on to number two, man, Keenan Allen, eight catches for 111 yards and two TDs. I know we spoke to him, spoke about him a lot on this podcast. Everybody thought he's injury prone. He's not. Showing shown it now badge thoughts on Keenan Allen.
1: I mean, he, he is who we thought he was last year. I mean, injuries, 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 but he's back. I've always been a Keenan Allen fan. I mean, this guy's make this guy makes plays. Um, Herbert loves him. I mean, he's there. He's his go-to guy. Great game. I mean, I, w- I wish I had him. He was on my target list. I didn't, unfortunately I didn't get him in any of my three leagues I was in, but great game by him.
0: Danny, I know, I know you're a big Keenan Allen supporter as well. How's, how's our boy Keenan Allen doing so far in your eyes?
2: Absolutely incredible. I've been banging the drum for, I mean, he might be a top five receiver this year, and everything is trending so. Uh, the offense looks great, defense to be determined, but that's great for fantasy, man. Uh, as long as the Chargers defense continues to not show up, Herbert's going to throw the thing, and Keenan's just going to do what he's done his whole career. I mean, the end of the season last year, he was the man, and he's picking up where he left off. Uh, We talked about it, I think, in one of our first episodes we did together. I was super high on him, and I've got crazy stocks in him in just about every single fantasy league I'm in this year, and it's paying off. Um, You can't lose, I think, having a piece of that offense – And he is definitely the shining gem, especially now that Eckler is gone. So I don't think this production is going to fall off anytime soon. So huge week. I expect to see it again week after week for sure.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people thought Joshua Kelly was going to step up no problem take that Eckler role. I don't think that's the case. So if they can't rely on that run game, they're going to rely on the pass. And Eckler is the favorite target out there. So. Can't beat it. Moving on to number three from last week, with 30 fantasy points, is the name we shouted out. The beginning, we told you to pick him up instead of Van Jefferson. It's Puka, and Puka, 15 catches, 147 yards. This guy has been on fire through the first two weeks. Um, Cooper Cup, yeah, it's coming back here shortly. That might not be the case. Even if he does come back. Tutu Atwell still performing at a high level um, with Puka. So if that's in any indication, to could be Cooper and Puka together. Badge, any thoughts on Puka so far heading into week three?
1: I mean, Puka, what a talent these guys found. Kudos to the Rams. Kudos. I mean, finding that talent that no one even knows about is always great. I love the underdog players. I mean, this guy can flat-out play. I mean, who, who thought this Rams offense was going to be scary again, back to their Super Bowl days? I mean, I love the guy. This guy's going to keep getting receptions. I think when uh, Cup comes back, I think it's just going to make him better. I mean, they're focused on Cup. You go to Puka. And then, like you mentioned Atwell, I mean, this, this Rams offense could be back to being scary. So I like it a lot. He broke some records. I know Bainey posted it. We talked about it. Huge game for Puka.
2: Yeah, 35 targets, 25 catches. I mean, about 270 yards receiving, and all to think that he wasn't going to be a good NFL player because he ran a four six forty. Just newsflash: Cooper Cup ran a four and I think his career has turned out just fine. Um, it's all about game speed. And they have ways to monitor and track that, and that is how the Rams evaluate their talent. They don't care about the combine numbers. They care about game speed. And, I mean, Puka is just proven he's that guy. And hats off to Matt Stafford, man. Um, Gino coined the phrase, you know, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. I think Matt Stafford is just proven that if his neck can stay on, he is going to throw that ball 45 times a game and he's going to look good doing it um i'm very impressed with what they've put out on the field and yeah man puka has been uh a shining gem in that offense and i think it's going to continue and i think um i'm very concerned about what cup's future looks like because this hamstring i think is more than a hamstring um I don't think the reports are consistent with that. Like, I, I think that there's, like, some nerve issues. I, and and I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. I don't know. But just some of the stuff they're saying and he's saying and he talked about sensations, that just doesn't make sense to me. And you're flying all over the place to see specialists. I don't think you do that for a hamstring pull. So, again, not a doctor. Barely even a smart guy. Um. I would say that uh, I have major concerns moving forward. I don't think the week four, week five return time for Cup is going to be what it's cracked up to be. So I think Puka to the moon for the foreseeable future.
0: I like the play as well. Um, Matt Stafford really surprised me so far as well, slinging the rock. Um, keeps it up, man. These fancy numbers are going to stay up for the receivers. Kyron Williams there too, man. He's been, been looking good. Now they're in the process of trying to trade Cam Akers right now. We'll see if that happens. I know that was a rumor last year, and they brought Cam Akers back in and end up winning a lot of fantasy le- leagues for some people at the end there. But we're going to move along here, man. We're going to go to Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent at number four, Mike Evans. He had six catches for 171 and a TD. This guy is a 1,000-yard receiver every single year of his career so far. Badge, does it continue with Baker at the helm?
1: Dude, I, I'll tell you what about Mike Evans. I mean, uh, I wrote him off. A lot of guys wrote him off, but this guy's proven fantasy owners wrong. I mean, he does not look like he's slowing down. I know there, there were some contract controversies. I mean, this guy can play. He, he is... Mr. Consistent, like Teak said. I mean, kudos to him. Baker, I mean, he's, he's he's playing with some fire. He is making the Browns look like they made a mistake, giving up three first-round picks and $200 million. This guy's balling. Mike Evans isn't slowing down. I wrote him off. A lot of people did. I wish I didn't. You could have got him late. Great, great week for Mike Evans. So, great two weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah I it's crazy to say but like I mean people were saying you know he's established a Hall of Fame career for himself and you don't just get that said about you and it not be like proven and I think uh, everybody was pretty quick to forget what this guy does year after year after year and everybody saw the tapes of what Baker and Trask were putting out in the off season. I'm probably one of the biggest Baker guys you'll ever meet. And I even was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've fought for him in Cleveland, fought for him in Carolina, got excited for the Rams. And I was just like, I, what are we doing? I can't keep doing this. And, you know, and here we are. And <laughs> Baker's thrown for 300 yards. Mike Evans catching 60 yard bombs and they look good. Like they're putting out good tape and, I don't think anybody expected it. Who knows if it'll continue? I, I Mike Evans, has given us no reason to believe it won't. So,
1: hey, man, yeah, what an exciting first couple of
2: weeks for them. And
1: that's that. That's why I loved when Baker left the North because he brought so much fire and energy to that team. I don't think they realized that that when he got that, first, he gave it his all. I mean, that's why I hated him. I mean, the crowd just erupted. I. He's he's playing with some fire. Didn't mean to cut you off, Tate, but he's playing with some fire.
0: Yeah, I'm actually shocked they're 2 and 0. They're going to have a tough test this week. I believe they play your Eagles, Bainey. Monday night. Monday night. So we'll see um if Baker can hold up. But yeah, I'm shocked they're 2 and 0, man. I really am. Hey, I'm shocked my team's 2 and 0. So <laughs> But moving on to the number five, I know one of us is going to love talking about this. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They are currently ranked number two defense. They put up 29 fancy points against the Brown in that Monday night game there. Uh, Six sacks, three forced fumbles with three fumble recoveries, a pick and two TDs. Badge, I'll just let you go at it for... Half hour or two. Go ahead. It's all you, bud.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Tig. So, so whoever heard the ter- uh, the phrase "defense wins championships"? Everyone hear that? I know we all did. We said, "Bet, hold my towel." Here we go. That we, that offense, dude. Oh my god. We. I don't want to get into that, but we had no business winning that game until that defense stepped up. TJ Watt came to play. I mean guy stack, fumble, touchdown, first touchdown of his career. He broke the Steelers' record beating James Harrison. I mean, this defense, I mean, this offense better click because I don't want it to be a waste of a defense this year. So, I mean, they had two tough tests. Love what I'm seeing with the defense. I'm hoping Minka is okay and ready to play. They might rest him coming against the Raiders. But I loved what I saw. I loved the speed. I loved the pass rush. The only thing I didn't like was that that rush defense. I mean, they come outside so quick, leaves the middle linebackers wide open. They're running straight down the gut, but loved what I saw. Creating turnovers, four turnovers. They, they they held it. They won the game. The defense was the MVP of that game. I mean, loved every second of it watching the defense play. Hopefully the offense can click. I mean, I can keep rambling, but spin that towel and pass it to Bainey.
2: Yeah, man, pick six to start the game, set the tempo, man. It's uh... – they're never going to put out a bad defense as long as Tomlin's alive. Um, I just don't think it's possible. Um, they have a great player at every level on that team. I, Minka's great. T.J. Watt's going to be a Hall of Famer. I like the dude on the other end that lines up with it. Hi, Smith. Hi Smith, yep. Oh yeah, Should have been a it Pro Bowl him. last year. It he got him. snubbed last year from the Pro Bowl. Joey Porter, we'll see what that turns into. Um, I think the special teams a little funky. Uh that whatever that dude was doing at kick return, I don't know, but I If that's the only complaint then whatever dude, that defense is sick. It's stupid. And in a year where the Browns are proven to be the Browns and Cincinnati starting off slow, man, that AFC North is looking wide open. And all the power to you Mikey boy. I I know I know you got to root for the defense hard cuz Offense is looking rough, but I mean if the defense is gonna show up like that every week, it's gonna be hard going into Pittsburgh.
1: And yeah, North battles there's usually more injuries than touchdowns. Was, um smash uh, mouth.
0: I was just about to Body say it, it was everywhere. it was a murder scene, dude. It yeah. Chubb got hurt, Miles Garrett him, got man. hurt, Darius Smith got hurt, Minka, like it the whole nine, dude, like there's injuries everywhere. Um and another thing I want to just talk about, I felt like Pittsburgh did a great job of trying to keep Deshaun Watson in the pocket. Um, it seemed when he did scramble, he came back to that pocket for some reason and just didn't get the ball out for some reason. I didn't understand it, why he just didn't throw away half of those, but he was trying to make something out of no- nothing, and it cost him. Six sacks, you've seen it. So yeah, Pittsburgh defense, rank number two right now. but that does wrap up our recap. We're going to go straight into badges segment against the spread and let's make some money for you boys. (music) All right. We are back with against the spread with the money badger. Um, We have five bets for you this week. I'm gonna go over with you guys real quick. Uh, we have a replacement bet, we have an over and under bet, his total domination segment, an underdog bet, and two best bets. Um, but just for a little quick recap, if uh, you missed week two, badge your spreads, you were two and two, and your over and under you were one and zero, oh, bringing your spreads overall to seven and four, and your totals to one and one. So overall, you're sitting pretty at eight and five. How do you feel about it so far going into week three?
1: Hey, anytime you got more wins than losses, that's a win in the betting world. I mean, so I feel like I should have got you guys one more win with the Chargers. It just, that's defense, man. I mean, they, three drives, three personal fouls on third down. They had them stop dead to rights. Derwin James, what are you doing? The ball skipped off the turf. You're Jumping on his head. There's a face mask. All led to the scores. All led to Titan scores. I mean, you can't have that. I apologize for this bet. I mean, I really wish we would hit that. I feel like we should have. But, I mean, that, that, that's what happens in games. Sometimes these penalties just cost.
0: All right. So, let's get underway. I know we mentioned a replacement bet. What's this replacement bet all about here? Starting off. So I-
1: so, Teague, I'm glad you asked. I was looking at primetime games all day. I could not find one right now. I mean, it could change. I'm still going to be eyeing them. I'll, I'll give you guys updates on TikTok and our YouTube. Go subscribe. Let them know podcast. Um, I bet this one early on uh, F- uh, on Fandle. Follow us. We're going to the moon. Hop on the rocket. We're looking for sponsorships, baby. So I'm taking Seattle, minus four and a half. It's going to change, guys. I bet it today. It's. I feel like this is going to be six, six and a half, seven. I mean, Seattle is very tough to play in. They have the second highest pass success rate. I mean, th- that place is so loud. I-, I do not see Carolina going in there and losing – by less than a touchdown. So get on Seattle minus four and a half. I took it today. It's going to change. You got to get on this one early tomorrow. It's going to be five and a half next day. Like I said, it could be six and a half Seattle minus four and a half jump on it now.
0: All right. So that's the replacement bet there for you. Moving on. We're going to your favorite over under the total domination segment that badge likes to call it. What do you got for us here?
1: So Total domination. I got
0: to say it. We talked about a week one. I love
1: it. So this one again is one that's going to go up, I feel. I mean a lot of sharp money is coming in on it. I do not see this one going over thirty, but right now you get it at thirty seven and a half. And that is New England Patriots at the New York Jets. This is another one I grabbed, like I said, on FanDuel. Sponsorships were looking. I have no reason to believe Zach Wilson is gonna turn things around on this offense and let's be honest, the Jets look absolutely stellar on defense. I mean Belichick is gonna dial it up, he's gonna stop Zach. I, I feel like their their last meeting was ten and seven. Ten to seven. Am I right, Teak? I think you can fact check me on that. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. um I, I don't see this one going over thirty points. So I'm taking New England and the Jets under thirty seven and a half.
0: All right. We're going to keep it rolling here. We're going to go to the underdog segment here. I know these are one of your favorite bets. Uh, you hit on them a lot. So, what's your underdog bet for week three?
1: So, yes, the underdogs I do like a lot. Um, we went 2-0 and last week. Uh, Take your boys. They pulled it out. They pulled it out. Um, we loved them. You didn't feel confident, but... So this week, I don't want you guys to cringe. Don't worry about it. You're going to hear about it. So I'm taking Houston, getting 9.5 at Jacksonville. Again, it sounds a little ugly, but here's why. Jacksonville's pressure rate is 24%. 24%. That's 30th in the league. That's one of the worst in the league. C.J. Stroud, when he has a clean pocket throwing... His success rate, he is very good, very good. Now, when he's getting pressure, on the other hand, it's another story. So I'm banking on them not getting to Stroud. I believe they're going to keep it close, a lot closer than people think. Don't get me wrong, Jacksonville is going to win. Do not take the money line. Jacksonville is going to win, but it's not going to be by over 9.5. So give me Houston. Stroud impressed me a lot. I'm pretty sure he impressed a lot of people. I'm taking them plus 9.5 Houston.
0: All right, that's a shocking underdog. Um, So we're going to move on to your final two best bets for the first one. What do you got on your first bet?
1: So for the first best bet, I'm going back to the total. And I'm going back to your boys, Teak. I'm going Atlanta at Detroit over 46. There are so many playmakers in this game, it is scary. Um. The Lions just got cut up by a decimated Seattle offensive line. I mean, they couldn't touch them. You know, I mean, I think this shows a lot of play. I mean, when you got a lot of playmakers in the game, I mean, that's a recipe for an over. So, and that's a recipe for a lot of stars that didn't do much yet. I mean, Kyle Pitts, cough, cough, <laughs> but... He's going to expect him to have a big game. We're going to talk about that later. Explosive play, uh, playmakers equal high totals. I'm taking Atlanta and Detroit over 46.:
0: All right. and for the last best bet, what do you have for our last bet here to wrap up the segment?
1: So like I said, guys, I, my goal was to get you two best bets and I did this week, and this one pains me because. My wife, like I said, is a huge Dolphins fan, and I watched the game with her last night. It was a late night. She was rooting hard for the Cleveland Browns, really hard, and I was getting upset. She bet the Browns, and I had no idea. So that's why I I contemplated. I told her I'm rooting for the Broncos, but I, I, I can't. I did a lot of research today. I found no reason I can root for these guys or take these guys. I'm taking Miami, minus six and a half. Here's why. Denver's D, they're going to get better. They're not bad. They finished good last year. But, I mean, Sam Howell, let's let's be honest. I mean, TK, you watched the game. I mean, he looked like Peyton Manning against this Broncos defense. This guy was throwing strikes. We saw, we saw a big one, a scary Terry. I mean, he, he was threading through this defense. The Finns' offense is so powerful. I mean, they're number one and two in all of the passing stats including success rate out there. I mean, you can't stop these guys. Miami's 2 and 0 this year against the spread, 2 and 0 in the NFL away, away. They have not played a home game yet. I'm rolling with the hot cover. They're going back to Miami. I do not see a reason they're going to go they're going to lose this game. They're going to go 3 and 0 against the spread. They're going to go 3 and 0 in the East. Um the Broncos, they're they're dropping. They dropped two at home. Take. They played a mile high. I did not realize that until today. I mean that air is different. We all know that. They're going to the humidity across the country in South Beach. I don't see them making that trip. I am taking the Miami Dolphins minus six and a half.
0: All right. There's the five bets to wrap it up. Hopefully you guys cash it in. We're going to meet you on the next one and we're going to update badges overalls and let us know in the comments if you rocked with them and on these bets if you cashed in we'd like to hear from the guys that rolled with us and catch you on the next one